guys, welcome in. It's yours truly, Hoovy Hoove. And um, I just wanted to go over a couple things today and just kind of go over um, everything I've been going through over the past week or two. And um, I think that it's important that I come through and convey this message because it's really the only message that's um, really left in life. And what I'm about to say is, and probably will be something that sounds pretty crazy, and I've already accepted that, but I have to let you know just a little bit about the truth and not just what I believe in, but I believe I have finally cracked the code to what life is all about. And what's fascinating is I was always leaning, I was always leading up to this point. You know, I was always, I was always going in this direction. And I was, um, as of lately, I was probably about 98, 99.4% headed into this direction. But um, if it wasn't for uh, a few people that had came in my life that really pushed me over the edge, I don't think I'd ever um, have reached this point. And this point is um, a place that, like I said, it's a place I've always wanted to be. And, um, you know, they say success is a mindset, yada, yada. But let's just, you know, let's just go straight to the point here. So what I am about to tell you is something you can do right now. It's something you can do immediately. It's something that you can look at. And to be honest with you, if you threw away the last 20 years of your life and you just did this right now and you kept an open mind and you kept an open heart and you just really approach this, um, um, I don't know how to say this, but just, just, just take it for what it is and, um, and just run with it and see what this message says to you. So I hope you're ready. So this is it. Go into your phone, your computer or your iPad or whatever technological device that you have, open up your YouTube and search Drake, God's plan. Watch that video 500 times if you have to. No matter what you're going through in life, there's nothing else that matters. You watch Drake's video, God's Plan. Whether you hate the song, you love the song, you hate the artist, you love the artist. Watch that video, nothing else in life matters. It's the only thing that matters. 
And that's what I mean. You know, I was always 98, 99%. I was just, I was just looking for that final push. And you're going to say like, who V, you watched this video and that was your final push? No, it was, it was, it's kind of funny. It was actually a coincidence. You know, I had, um, I had met this guy recently and it just, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase when the stars align, but that night the stars aligned and it was one of the most surreal experiences of my entire life because all of a sudden, you know, with technology and social media and the ability to connect to the world in a much more vast way, I was able to connect to somebody that I felt like we were meant to meet each other. And after our, you know, what turned out to be, was supposed to be a 20, 30 minute phone call turned into five and a half hours. And it was, you know, one of the most remarkable phone calls I've ever been on, um, probably in my entire life. And the reason I say that is because I woke up the next morning and I don't know what brought me to this video. And it's not like I had never heard the song before, but it, um, it was kind of surreal because this video took on a whole new meaning. This, uh, this video by Drake, God's Plan, it, um, according to the video, apparently they spent like $927,000 making this video or something crazy like that, but it actually says it in the video. You just have to go watch it, but, uh, it just kind of blew my mind because, you know, it's like Napoleon Hill says, you know, he says thoughts are things. And it kind of coincides with, you know, what Einstein said. He just said, imagination is the preview of life's coming attractions. It also kind of co uh, coincides with what James Allen said. James Allen said, dreams are the seedlings to reality. And, you know, I'm talking about imagination. I'm talking about dreams. I'm talking about thoughts or things and speaking it into existence and manifestation. And... Um, it's a real thing. It's a valid thing. And I wanted to follow up on that note because I didn't ever know that there was this kind of hope, you know? It's like um, the best way I can kind of conceptualize it is very simple. It's very easy. And it's to the point. And now what's interesting is I don't have all the answers and I don't know everything, but that's fine. But... If I can convey this in the right way, I will. So let's start from the top. So you were born into this planet. So let's go and take Gary Vee's little philosophy. It's probably one of my favorite philosophies of all time. If you're not following Gary Vee, I, I, I recommend you stop every single thing in your life and you go directly in that direction, but I digress. So let's start from the beginning. So you're born onto this planet. You go all the way back to your first day and um and you're alive all of a sudden you come out of your mother's womb and you're like oh okay hey this is this is where i am i'm i'm alive and the odds of you being here are 400 million to one i believe or is it 400 trillion good god uh i need to go back and check but i think it's i think it's actually 400 trillion to one 
but you um, you'd have to win the Mega Millions about nine times just to be here. So let's just start with that gratitude. You know, it's um, it's a miracle that you're even listening to this. It literally is a it literally and figuratively is a miracle that you can hear, think, smell, act, and obviously achieve basically whatever you want. I I think it was I was listening to this Ty Lopez thing, and he says, uh, "What do you say?" He said, "You can have anything in life, but you can't have everything." I think it. Uh, something his mother told him or something i can't i can't remember but i thought it was pretty profound because i found it to be somewhat true you said you can have anything in your life but you can't have everything and i really like that because it really is a testament of um you know if you can just focus on your goals you can focus on your dreams you know because a goal without a plan is just a wish and i think you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people in this world, they kind of beat around the bush, but I don't think it's really their fault. You know, I think there's just so much excitement and there's so much love and there's so much passion that they can't help but try to give you everything. They, they can't help but try to show you every angle. But um, what I'm trying to do today is just go straight to the point because, you know, we're living in such a vast world. We're living in a world of change. Um, and, and that's actually a, that's actually a great thing, but, um, it's kind of like Charles Darwin said, it's not the strongest who survive. It's not the smartest. It's the ones who are able to adapt, but that's the problem is we live in a world that's adapting, but then you go out and 97, 90, uh, 97, 97% of people are not adapting. They're just following the herd of people. And even worse, from a mental state, they're not thinking for themselves. And it is one of the most catastrophic, diabolical events I have ever seen in my life. And one of the hardest things you'll probably ever struggle with, and this is why I say keep your circle kind of small just to get the ball rolling until you find the right circle. It's like that show Bird Box on Netflix. If you didn't get that show, you'll never get anything in life. Uh, but I digress. And so to the point. So your subconsciousness actually has a defense mechanism called, well, it's it's called cognitive dissonance. But cognitive dissonance, I said that in reverse, probably because I'm dyslexic, but whatever, we'll move forward. So your subconsciousness has um, a defense mechanism to basically act out of your own character and do things and say things you never would have done before, um, depending on your um, negative surroundings. And so um, the important thing is, is, you know, you protect the door to your mind. And I always like to add, you know, protect the door to your heart as well. But um, the problem is sometimes you it's it's difficult. You know, you're going through your day-to-day basis, you're going back to your job, you're going back to your day-to-day life. And eventually, you know, it's almost like your your environment. It's like, um, what's it? It was, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell in his book, The Tipping Point. He says, you know, environment is everything. Um, one of my favorite parts of that book is, you know, he talks about back in 1994 in Chicago, uh, the crime rate was absolutely absurd. 
you know, you'd go down the subway systems, everything was spray painted, uh, there, you go above the subway system, all the windows were broken, um, the place where you pay for your subway ticket, it was, you know, very corrupt, there was a lot of crime, and it was just absolutely insane. And so they, uh, these people got together, they wanted to try this, um, uh, they got, I think they got together with the police and the law enforcement, and they set up a plan and they put it in place, and they wanted to see if they could just change the environment and see what kind of effect it would have on the city of Chicago. And so um, they set up a, um, a system downstairs where they would actually paint the subway systems white and they would get rid of the graffiti. Well, what happened was they'd send the subway system through, they'd spray paint with the graffiti and then they'd paint it back white again. And so that, that went on for about a year. And then they went upstairs and all of the broken windows, they had guys come in here and they'd fix all the windows. They'd break the windows, they'd fix it again. They'd break the windows, they'd, they'd just fix it again. And so uh, the next part was right where you get your ticket to go to the subway system, they just simply put a couple security guards. It wasn't anything fancy. They just put somebody there to kind of run the system. And they said that they did this every day, every week, and every month for about a year. And what they found was, and this was probably the most astounding thing, they said crime rate dropped like 96% or something, or it was like 92%. I can't remember the exact number he said in his book, but it was just, it was absolutely remarkable. And he said, um, you know, it was just kind of like an overnight thing. And he says, when you change the environment, all of a sudden everything uh, starts to change for you. So when you're going to your day-to-day work and you're going through your day-to-day life and you get to a point where your environment is not as conducive for you, you're actually allowed to change. You're not a tree, you're not a plant. You can actually change. And it's like that old saying that we always know, you know, change makes dollars, no change makes no sense. I'm kind of laughing about it because... Um, you know, um, I used to work for this company, um, 2020 and, um, you know, both of my parents, you know, they have master's degrees, but, you know, we actually grew up very poor, but, um, at, when I was at this, this company, I was actually making more money than my parents were. And I was just a, you know, I was just a 19 year old kid. Um, I, to kind of retract all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, I was actually, um, I, I felt as if I was one years old. And he'd be like, Hoovy, I, I don't understand what you mean. You're 19. You're saying you're one years old. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I was just, I was about one years old. And he was probably like, well, what do you, what do you mean? I, I don't understand what you're saying. I mean, this is what I mean. Uh, I, I, I said at the beginning, you know, I like to make it very simple, easy, and to the point. So let's go ahead and start from the beginning. Let's let's go back to the beginning of the conversation. So you're born into this planet. You come from your mother's womb. Uh, about four or five years old, you probably went through K through 12. Now I'm speaking in an objective sense. I'm trying to speak to the masses. And I realize not everyone went down this path, but for the majority of us um, that did go down this path, I just want to share my story. 
And so you, you go through K through 12. And so let's just say it's about four years old to about 18. Well, unfortunately, during that 14 years of wasting your time, your life, and your efforts through um, the uh, fallacy of the educational system, um, you know, and I know there was an anomaly. I know you had that one person that was like, well, I went through that and I was fine, blah, blah, blah. And that's fair. Um, but for the most of us that, you know, graduated and fell flat on our face, I, I just want to speak um, to that extent. So that's why I say, you know, you turn one years old at 19, you know, because when you graduate, you know, you didn't get, uh, most of us didn't get the proper uh, education on, let's say, how to, you know, build your credit, how to talk to someone, how to communicate effectively, how to invest, learn about asset allocation, compound growth, self-help, you know, all of these, um, these things that are, ne- are necessity for life. And um, to me, you know, that's a huge problem. And so anyways, um, going back to my company at 2020, it was, um, it was funny, you know, when I, when I laughed at it because I was so young and yet here are these billionaires, multi, uh, you know, Bill Rowling and the Schultz brothers, multimillionaires, here are these guys trying to help us grow and listen to audiobooks and, um, you know, learn about sales and what it means to be an entrepreneur. And, um, we were so successful that, you know, we were driving around in STIs, you know, we're driving around and, you know, we're 19, we got brand new G35, uh, Infinities and BMWs. And it was just, it was kind of a surreal time because we were so young. It's like, it's like handing a baby a brand new toy and it's like they won the lottery, except we were just a little bit older. Now, there was a lot of things that we didn't know, um, but um, I just, um, I wanted to go back to the original quote, change makes dollars and no change makes no sense. And so that was kind of like our little quote that we all kind of laughed about because it was regurgitated uh, to us uh, so many times. So um, I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit and tell you a little bit about my beginning and kind of where it brought me today and um, how interesting it is. And so when I started with the company, I was um, I was fresh out of um, high school and I had gone down to Austin, Texas to try to begin. I grew up in Dallas. And when I went to Austin to, well, my original, the reason I went down there was to go play semi-pro soccer. And I was going to go get paid to play, and it was just going to be like a mini dream of mine uh, to come true. And just like many things in life, it went down there, and it was the complete antithesis of what I expected. You know, the, the team never manifested. Our coach ended up ending the team. You know, my, uh, me and my girlfriend ended up breaking up. And there was just, I just remember, you know, there was a lot of trials and tribulations. And so I just moved back to Dallas, you know, fresh out of high school. Everyone's going to college. Everyone's doing this. And I just, you know, we just literally just moved to Austin. And like I said, you know, six months of, of life was an interesting journey because I realized my entire life, 
I spent 14 years, 14 years in K through 12. Not once, not once, not even, not even close did they ever teach me one thing about life. And if some of you are upset, oh my gosh, you have the right to be. It was literally like it should be treason. Like going through K through 12 should have been a crime. Now there's some teachers out there. They're like, well, I have a great class and there's some great things. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. But there's a lot of things that you as a teacher can't go into. Like if you're teaching biology, you better not go off that rail. You might get in trouble. If you're teaching biology, you might as well stay in your little lane and just teach biology. You know, if you're in PE class, well, I wouldn't go into a double major in philosophy and a minor in psychology. I would probably just teach them how to play hockey. And that's the and that's the problem I have is you compartmentalize this message and through this educational system, but then you do us the disjustice of calling it education and you force us and our parents to go through this system. And to me, that i mean you should be sent to prison for that and it's like oh wait i was in a prison i was in a prison for 14 years a psychological prison and i was condemned i was put in the wrong you know i was you know and as you're going through this path and this journey you know you're being brainwashed into thinking that this is the way I'm supposed to live. I'm supposed to go through this K through 12 system, learn nothing about life. Then I'm supposed to go to the this four-year, eight-year college, and then I come out of college $970,000 in debt. And then I spend the rest of my life in this regurgitated job that I don't even like, paying for bills that I never even wanted to pay for just so the IRS can say, Hey, thanks for your eight grand. Now you owe us another 10 grand. Wait, you mean another 10 grand on top of the eight grand I just paid you? Oh yeah. You, you defaulted and you owe it again. And I've actually been there. It happened to me very recently. You know, they said I, um, they said I owed like 30, $3,700 left on my student loans. I was like, okay, wonderful. So here's the four grand. Uh, well, I had paid them. Let's see. I paid them around three grand. They kept taking in my tax return that I paid like monthly payments just so I could, you know, stay in good standings. And I spent the entire year just trying to save up enough money to pay the rest off. And then I finally got to a point where I could pay it off. I gave him a call and I said, Hey, you know, I, only, I know I only owe about five or $600 left of my student loans. I'd like to go ahead and pay that off. And they're like, Oh, you defaulted. You owe another 3,700. I literally, I literally started laughing. Uh, I don't remember what I said, but I just remember after my 15-minute rant, the lady actually agreed with me. And and I realized I was just spinning my wheels and it was going nowhere. And so um, a few weeks ago, you know, 
I got a letter saying, hey, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to get your tax return back this year. And they took it again. And I realized something, you know, I realized that, you know, sometimes in life, it's it's not always going to be fair. You know, Um, you'd be naive to know that the you'd be naive to think that the rainstorm's not coming. The thing is, is you prepare for the rainstorm. It's like uh, Jim Rohn's book, uh, the, the, Force, the Seasons of Life. He says, you know, you, you prepare for winter. You know, you build in the spring and then you grow from there. And it's obviously a lot more convoluted than that. I'm just, give, you know, I'm handing out cliff notes here. But you prepare for the winter. You expect it to come because it's, you just can't avoid it. And it's not going to be like a perfect life. Like they came out with this movie. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Reese Witherspoon and the, the guy from Spider-Man. I can't remember his name. But they did this movie. It was called Pleasantville. And in and, and the movie Pleasantville, the entire movie was black and white once they were stuck in Pleasantville. And I'm, I'm thinking back about it, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because it's kind of funny. But Pleasantville was just this this the show that they kind of that just existed in their lives but then one day that became a part of their lives and so when they got to Pleasantville I mean it was just this nothing ever went wrong nothing ever went down and the more and more Reese Witherspoon and Tobey Maguire that's his name broke out of the system there they they there started to become color and and so the people inside of the black and white show uh they were like oh my god you know here we are living in this very mundane boring regurgitated world and these people are breaking the cycle these people are coming they're you can see that they're not black and white anymore there there's color coming from them and then um then next thing you know the rest of the people in pleasantville there's they started to um become a little bit more colorful and they weren't black and white anymore and um i feel like the director painted that picture very well but anyways i feel like it was just a huge metaphor or a huge analogy of what we go through in life and unfortunately um you know we don't live in that pleasantville you know um I should I should retract actually. It's it's unfortunate and it's fortunate. It's both. It's its own dichotomy, you know, because it's unfortunate because, you know, we, you know, we're going through this day-to-day basis and 97% of us are in this world, but it's also fortunate because we get to a situation where hey, you know, life isn't perfect. You know, life isn't this straight line. It's a lot of ups, it's a lot of downs, and it's really, it comes down to your perseverance. And I think that's what life's all about because imagine living in a perfect world. Imagine how boring that would be. And so I truly believe that it's sometimes, it's the things that happen to you, but it's how you respond. And I wanna dive deeper into that because I don't want it to sound so objective. You know, I believe that, you know, it would be boring if we didn't have those trials and tribulations. And, you know, I, um, not too long ago, I had uh, kidney stones 
And if you guys don't know anything about kidney stones, um, it's basically this small crystallized rock. It looks like a kind of like a starfish. And it's trying to pass through this tiny, tiny, tiny little vein. And it heads through your spinal cord, goes out through your kidney. And, um, and yeah, you're basically bleeding internally and going through some of the most excruciating pain you've probably ever been through in your life. I remember when I got to the hospital, the lady finally told me it was like having 10 babies at once. And I was like, having 10 babies at once? I was like, well, I've never had a baby before, but this is pretty, this is pretty awful. And she kind of laughed and she was like, yeah, it's pretty bad. And um, I remember they had me on morphine and didn't even make a difference. Shoot, it was, I mean, it was just, it was so much to the point that I, I didn't even, I didn't even know what was going to happen that night. And, you know, eventually I survived. Eventually I got through it and, you know, I was able to move forward. But, you know, at the time of the pain, at the time of the agony, you, you start to question your, your mind plays tricks on you. It's like, you know, it's like, wow, you know, is this really, is this really worth going through? And I finally have found the answer. And the answer is yes, it is worth going through, you know, and that was just one of, of many things that I've gone through, but it's kind of like sharpening the sword to, of your success. You know, it's carving the diamond um, of your success, if you will. And you just keep going and keep going. And then eventually you have this beautiful thing and it's just like, okay, I have no fear. I have no insecurity. All I have is love and my message. And when you get to that point, nothing else in the world matters. And that's why I said at the beginning of this uh, podcast it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you've learned. And it doesn't matter what you listen to. There's only one thing, and it should be the Bible of your life. You open YouTube, and you watch Drake, God's Plan. That's it. There's nothing else in life. This is the only thing in the entire world that matters. Everything they taught you, every time they misled you, every time you were screwed over, every time any of these trials and tribulations happen in your life, like eventually I want to get to a point where people can actually respond and I can respond to them in live time. So that way, if they have any questions, I can simply just walk through what happened because eventually you get to a point where it's like, Oh, that makes sense. Oh, and that makes sense. And then all of a sudden, you realize that you went through a system that was very difficult, that was very confusing and convoluted. And all you had to do the whole time was just watch Drake, God's plan. That was it. That was it. You can go to 45,000 seminars. You can listen to 96,000 podcasts. You can go to Harvard 15 times. But I promise you, you can, only one thing you had to do, and that was open YouTube, watch Drake, God's Plan. That's it. That's all you had to do. And some of you might be very frustrated and be like, Hoovy, what do you mean? I, I just... I hate that song. Like, why do I have to watch? It's like, dude, watch the video. 
it's the only thing in life that matters. And it's like, well, how does that help me with my success? How does that help me grow? How does that help me go in the direction? How does that help me money? It's not about the money. You know, I like to call them freedom units, but you know, it's not about that. It's, it's about the message. It's about reciprocative altruism. It's about love. It's about giving back. You know, one of my favorite things, you know, I, I follow a lot of, um, Jim Rohn and, um, Les Brown and, um, you know, Napoleon Hill, Thinker Rich, Ty Lopez, Gary V, and, you know, I follow a lot of these, these guys and I kind of use them as the uh, forefront of my mentorship, but there was this guy, his name's Tony Robbins, and he came out and it's interesting because, you know, I've listened to all of his stuff and uh, I've gone through all of his, you know, audio um, recordings and yada, yada, yada. And I've, I've listened to him. I don't even know how many times I would just, I would, I basically download every single thing that he had created and I would just listen to it over and over. And then, um, one day he said, you know, to really grasp, uh, one of the audio podcasts, you know, you have to listen like 14 times, 12, 14 times. And that's what I did with Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And I think that was a big part of why I um, have found success was because of how many times I listened to uh, Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill. But finally to the point. So one day, uh, Tony Robbins actually came out and he said something. And out of all the things he ever taught me, you know, besides asset allocation and compound growth and all that stuff, there was one thing that he said that literally stuck with me and still to this day uh, it is embedded in my subconsciousness i want to share it with you today and this kind of um, will kind of bring it full circle back to god's plan and so one day uh tony goes into this restaurant Uh, i think it was like a little diner of some sort and he didn't have a lot of money i think he had like Seventeen dollars. Like I'm, I'm getting emotional almost, like thinking about it because it was such a profound story that I just I can't wait to just finish it. So let me just speed it up a little bit. So he goes in this diner, uh, and sorry if I butcher the story, Tony, but he goes into this diner. He has like seventeen bucks or something like that. Twenty one. I can't remember exactly, but he he said it was the most remarkable thing. He said there was this lady, and it looked like it was his son had walked into the diner and this son was kind of um he was being very i I can't remember he was using chivalry i don't know but he was being very kind to his mother he was opening the door and he was just kind (laughs) of he was just kind of walking her through and just taking care of her as if he was uh, i don't know exercising chivalry that's the only way i can explain it and tony said you know he didn't have any money he said he had like 17 bucks and he said, uh, he, and I, like I said, I'm sorry, everybody. He said he walked over there, he dropped the $17 on the table and I can't remember the exact transaction. He would, you probably have to go back and listen to it, but he said he dropped the money on the table and after he had basically given every dollar he had away, he walked out of that diner and he said, no more. He said, this is it. He said, I refuse 
to, you know, live in this state of poverty. And um, the story goes on and we obviously know how it ended up. You know, he ended up very successful. I think he something happened later on, like a few days later, and some guy that had owed him money finally paid him back or something. And then he used that and he just kind of went from there. But um, the story was kind of interesting because, you know, here he is, he has no money left. And yet, he decides he's just going to give it all away. And I don't always recommend that. You don't want to just waste all your money. But um, the reason I think about it so much is because I do that all the time. I do it all the time. I, I don't know if it's part of my RAS, my reticular, reticulator activating system, but I I just know that I several, like um, just a couple days ago, you know, I don't, I don't, recommend Taco Bell, you know, for every meal, you should probably go towards the healthy route, but to each their own. But I didn't have a lot of money. And I went up to Taco Bell. And, uh, you know, I just got like a bean burrito, you know, just something simple just to get through the day. And these two uh, older ladies come in. And I could tell one of the ladies was taking care of the other lady. And I, I remember I was at the register and, you know, everybody knows me at Taco Bell for some reason. Probably shouldn't be going there as much, but, uh, they're like, Hey, you know, how's it going? I was like, yeah, I just want to get a bean burrito. She's like, anything else? I was like, nah, I just, you know, I have a lot right now. So, um, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get that. She's like, okay, cool. And then these two ladies walk in and I remember, uh, kind of just noticing that one, they were kind of looking at the menu. The lady at the front was kind of waiting for their order. And, uh, the other lady was like, Oh, I'm going to pay for her. Uh, I'm going to take care of her. And I realized that, you know, this lady is trying to take care of her friend, the older lady. And they're, they were somewhat the same age, but you could tell like one of them was trying to help the other. And I, I just, it was just something subtle that I noticed, but then, I, I felt, you know, I was like, you know, when you get, when you get a little bit older, it's a little bit harder. And, you know, it's, it's, I just know I've just, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you know, I'm a leasing consultant and I, and I run into like a lot of, um, you know, older people. And I've noticed that a lot of them, you know, they don't have a lot or they're living off social security. And, and I just, I I just, you know, I don't know their story and I don't know how much they have, but, um, what happened next affirmed, uh, that I was right. And so I, I just simply, after they ordered, I just walked over and kind of subtly just handed the lady my credit card and she paid for the thing. And I kind of walked away and, and a part of me was just like, man, I hope they don't make a big deal out of this. Cause I was like, you know, I'm not trying to get any accolades. I'm not trying to get any rewards for this. I just, I just want to help. And so I ended up paying for everything. I think it was like $18. I didn't realize they both had ordered, but basically it was like $18 and paid for their whole Taco Bell menu. I couldn't believe it. But I, um, the lady at the front, she was in shock. Um, the lady that was working at Taco Bell, she just, and she knew my name. She was like, you know, Sean's great, blah, 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 this and that. And, um, anyways, um, a few minutes later, the lady like walks up to me and shakes my hand and was like, thank you so much. Like, you have no idea what this means. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, it's no problem, you know, but I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, it's no, it's no big deal. Uh, but then after I left, I, I couldn't help but 
think about how I felt, you know, and in many ways, it's kind of selfish. I'm like, here is this lady thanking me for being selfish. And you're like, you're like Hoovy or Sean, whatever you want to call me. You're like, I don't get it. Why, why would that be selfish? And it's because of how much joy I got from that. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird twist. You know, it's like, you know, here I am donating to charities for the past eight years. Here I am helping out these people, um, you know, financially or just helping them in a moment uh, in any way I can. But I, I don't think people realize how much joy uh, comes from that, you know, basic reciprocative altruism. And that's why um, and that's why I encourage you guys to just simply, you know, whenever in doubt, or if you don't know what's going on in life and you just can't find the answer and there's just no hope at the end of the tunnel, just pull up YouTube, type in Drake, God's plan, watch the video, just watch it. Every time you're just confused, every time you don't know the answer, every time you just can't find the solution, just watch the video. You don't need anything else. You don't need a Harvard education. You don't need $10 million. You just need to watch the video. You don't need any podcasts, you don't need any seminars, you don't need any videos. Just watch the vi- just watch this one video. That's it. It will literally and figuratively give you all of the answers you were looking for. It will give you every single thing you ever searched for, every question you've ever had, anything you ever thought to aspire to. Anything that you ever dreamt to have or be, just watch that video. And if you don't find the answer there, then you won't find the answer. The end. And so I just wanted to keep it short and sweet today, guys. I'm in shock right now that I've been on this for 40 minutes. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. I I try to keep them short and sweet because I know you guys have day-to-day lives and things that you have to do in life, but just know that, you know, no matter what you're doing and no matter where you're at, that's only, you know, that's only now, you know, where you could be six months from now, both spiritually, mentally, physically can be completely transformative. It can be completely different. And, um, I know you can get there. You know, I just came out about four or five days ago to the world and I told everyone my story. And my story is that, you know, I used to be broke, homeless, and I, um, you know, and suicidal. You know, I attempted to take my own life. And uh, what ended up happening was. Uh, I later found, I, I, I read this, it was some type of psychological study, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it said, according to this study, I think I was on like stumbleupon.com or something, but according to this study, it says that, you know, a lot of people that are suicidal and people that do want to take their own life, a lot of the times, and it's not every time, but they said a lot of the times they just have a huge heart and they don't have a, how do I say this? They don't have a, um, an outlet of getting that out. And so, um, I've never been more thankful to say I finally have that outlet 
And um, I believe here pretty soon I'm going to have a few more outlets. So you might be listening to this in 2024, but I'm recording it in 2019. And that's what's interesting. And, um, you know, and at this point, you know, I'm just uh, I'm kind of just getting started. You know, I've it's something that's always been on my mind. But, you know, for the past eight years or so, it's something that I've been trying to perfect. It's kind of like um I can't remember, it was, um, in, I think it was one of Malcolm Gladwell's books again, um, but he says, you know, he had this philosophy where he, he says there's, you have the 10,000 hour rule, and um, and if you actually break down the 10,000 hours, it, it, it comes down to, I think, about 8 to 10 years if you want to just master something. Well, for the past eight to 10 years, all I've been doing is just reading books, listening to audiobooks, surrounding myself with that kind of positive environment. And it's no wonder I'm making a podcast. It's no wonder, you know, I'm, I've come up with the philosophy of reciprocative altruism and, and um, have developed a way to integrate that in my life on a day-to-day basis. So anyways, guys, um, just... I'll end I'll end on that note today just like I said if you get a chance today just go watch the YouTube video Drake God's plan and to be honest with you that's the only that's the only golden nugget you need for the rest of your life it's the it's it's the backstone of all your problems it's the answer to anything you've ever thought to think to even try to do you just watch the video and you finally realize that life is much bigger than myself it's bigger than you, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than everything. And that's the only thing we have left is to take care of our people. You know, I you know, I could do these podcasts every day, every hour for the rest of my life, but it would be pointless if you didn't watch the video because it's the only message I've ever tried to convey. It's the only thing I've ever believed in, and I truly believe it could be transformative for your life. So if you have any questions, guys, luckily, you know, um, this app, it does accept voice messages. I believe um, uh, I'm on Spotify and iTunes now, but um, if you get a chance to go to anchor.fm, there is a possibility where you can send me messages. Now, I know you can find me on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Hoovy. I think my Twitter handle is Hoovy Hoove. Um, uh, there's... Um, only a few platforms you can reach me on now. Um, but if you, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I don't, I don't mind, you know, talking you through anything that you're going through. Um, but, uh, most of all, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great day, a great week and a great year. And, um, I will, I will see you guys soon. Thank you so much.